Does God want to bless us? Absolutely. Does that mean if we follow God, our lives will be blessed? That all depends on how you define blessed. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and today we're going to be talking about believing that God is good separate from our lives being good. I asked before the the opening, does God want to bless us? And the answer to that question is a resounding yes. There is an an overwhelming voice in America today that, that people are terming the prosperity gospel. And a lot of people believe that the prosperity gospel is a good thing, and just as many people, if not more, believe that the prosperity gospel is a bad thing. But I hear very few people talking about, is the prosperity gospel biblical? Or are there parts of the prosperity gospel that are biblical? And what I find is that with so many different things that we focus on, the prosperity gospel has quite a lot of truth to it, is that the Lord does want to bless us over and over and over again in Scripture. We see that God blesses his people And he blesses them materially. Over and over and over again throughout church history, God blesses his people. When when people come to the Lord, they get blessed. Uh, John Wesley noticed that after many of the people that ended up uh, becoming the Methodists, uh, he he recounted in a, a sermon later on in his life that most of them, when they came to Jesus, they were poor, they were broke, they were drunk. They couldn't hold a job. They couldn't, they couldn't scratch two nickels together. But after serving and following the Lord for decades, they had amassed wealth. They had grown wealthy. And he actually said that they grew complacent because of it and that the, the fire of love that they started out with had, had died off. But the, the fact was is that believing in Jesus was a source of blessing in their lives. And this has happened multiple times throughout history and many times in Scripture. Look at at Job, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, uh, Jacob. God blessed them all materially. David and Solomon were two of the richest and most powerful rulers in world history. Um, They understood that their wealth and power came from God, and they thanked him for it. In fact, Moses commanded that the people of Israel, the, the the, the Hebrews, when they were going into the promised land, he told them that they were going to inherit lots of material blessings, fields and houses that they didn't build. And that when they inherited all those things and they, they ate and they tasted of the good things of the promised land, Moses challenged them and told them, do not think that your own hands, your own strength has done this, but remember that it's the Lord that gives you the power to gain wealth. That was an important thing for the children of Israel to remember that when they were materially blessed, it was God doing it. But does that mean that because we follow God, we're always going to be materially blessed? When we focus on one type of person in the Bible, we can grow accustomed to thinking that God always blesses those who loves him with material things. It's... uh, Actually, how we define being blessed most of the time is how much stuff we have. There's a a prevailing notion in the American and the Western church today that if you're following God and you're serving God, then you're going to have money. You're going to have things. You're going to be blessed. We say that word a lot of times. What we mean is if you follow God, he's going to give you stuff. 
money, big houses, cars. And whereas the Lord loves to materially bless his people, I think we have a misunderstanding or we're, we're not fully appreciating what that word blessed should mean to us as believers. Because the Lord does love to bless his people. But like I said, if we only focus on one type of person in the Bible, we're actually going to miss the blessing that the Lord has for us. What, what about, think about people in the Bible like Elijah, Elisha, Isaiah, Jesus, and the apostles. They were all martyred, ex- with the exception of John the apostle. Every one of them was, uh, well, Elijah and Elisha, <laughs> Elijah wasn't martyred. But most of the prophets, all of the apostles, but John, Jesus, they were all martyred. Most of them had nothing. They didn't have two nickels to rub together either. They, they just didn't have things. But were they blessed? Absolutely they were blessed. And the Lord makes it very clear that he's going to bless those, those people. In fact, for the apostles, for what they suffered and what they went through in life, they didn't have money. But the Lord promised them, in eternity, in, in, in the revelation of John, he shows John that the, the city is going to be adorned with foundations and gates named after the 12 tribes of Israel and the 12 apostles of the Lamb. That God is going to, to make this most beautifully adorned, elaborate city of, of all of human history and all eternity. He's going to put their names on the foundations and the gates that are, are beautifully adorned with gold and, and, and beautiful stones. The Lord loves material blessing. In fact, for eternity, we're going to be not just in the presence of God, but we're actually going to be materially blessed forever in such a way, in such an amazing, fabulous way that any blessing, any material thing we had on earth is going to pale in comparison to what the Lord has in store for us for all eternity. But if we only focus on material blessing in this life, we're going to miss the true blessing of God. And what often happens is that we don't want to believe that God is good until we see that he has given us good things in our lives. And sometimes God is actually good enough and and faithful enough to us on the front end to actually do that, to open our eyes. Think of all the people that Jesus healed before they knew him. Jesus loved to bless these people. Those being healed from from a disease when Jesus was walking on the earth, that was a material blessing. That radically transformed the quality of those people's lives. The Lord loves to, to open our eyes to who he is, even through material blessings sometimes. But when we believe and we tie these two concepts together that our material blessings, our material goodness and God's goodness are the same thing. It's very detrimental to our our walk with God, to our understanding of who God is. We have to be able to separate if the the fact that we have good things from the fact that God is good. Because we don't always have good things. We don't always have good times. A lot of people today have significant money, fame, power. They're in places of authority and in their jobs and government. They have everything that they need and everything that they want. And, and there's actually a good number of those people today that honor God with their lives. Now, as, as, as always, at any time in history, people with lots of money and power and fame, 
they're more given over to not honoring God with their lives. But that doesn't mean that there aren't people out there today that are honoring God. But what about when you're going through a divorce, when you have problems with your children, when your children get into drugs or, or alcohol, or, or, or when one of your, your daughters comes to you and tells you, your, your 16-year-old daughter comes to you and tells you she's pregnant, or you've got financial troubles, how many people have lost their homes in America? Is God not good to us today? Just because we're suffering from things like relationship troubles or financial troubles or, or, or family problems, it doesn't mean that God isn't good when we go through those, those trials. Just because we face hardships, it doesn't mean that God isn't good. On the contrary, when we go through those things, God is still good. God was always good when we were blessed and when we weren't blessed. Look at Job. God materially blessed Job with so many good things. And then he took it all away. And what was Job's response? The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Job had this figured out. God blessed him in the beginning. God allowed everything that he had to be taken away. And God blessed him even more in the end. But Job's concept of God's goodness was never based on what he had or what God gave him materially. Job, or Job's concept of God's goodness was based solely on the reality, on the fact that God is good. And never once in the midst of, of Job having everything stripped away, including his health, did Job ever question that God was good. Did he waver? Did he struggle? Yes. He never questioned whether or not God was good because that was set like stone in his mind and in his heart before he, he ever went through anything. And that's one of the things that we as believers, as followers of Jesus, Christians today, we must get set in our mind on the front end. When we accept Jesus, when we begin following him, we must understand that God is good no matter what we face whether we're blessed financially and materially, whether our relationships fall apart and we suffer a great many things, we must always believe that God is good. Because if our faith in God, if believing that God is good is tied to what we have, the material blessings, the things that, that God has given us graciously, if when those things are stripped away, our hearts are very likely to fall away from God. And we see that a lot today. Many, many people, when they have their, their fame, their power, their money taken away, they stop following the Lord. They walk away because their concept of God was never based on God himself. It was based on what God had done for them and what God had given to them. So I encourage you, if you're going through the midst of, of struggles and trials, uh, you may have relationship problems or money problems. You may be losing your house or, 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 or just going through a very difficult time. Turn your heart to the Lord and know that He is good. That no matter what, God is always good, even in the midst of your struggles. And if the Lord has blessed you materially, financially, or He's given you places of, of power and positions of prominence at, at work or in government, thank the Lord for what He's given you. It is the Lord who's given you the power to get wealth. But neither, just like the people that, that are struggling, that doesn't mean that God isn't good. 
And just because you have good things, that doesn't mean that God is good. God is good independent of both situations. And whether we have plenty or we lack, we always need to focus on God's goodness. We always need to be sure of God's goodness. So I encourage you today, if the Lord has blessed you, give him thanks. Ask him what he wants you to do with that blessing. And if you're going through struggles, know that God is still good and ask him what he wants you to learn through that time, what he wants you to do with this time of struggle. Think about Joseph. The Lord had blessed Joseph greatly by by placing him in the midst of, of this most blessed family in all of history, being born to Jacob. But then his brothers sold him into slavery, and for the better part of 15 years or more, Joseph existed as a slave and then in prison. But the Lord had a plan. The Lord had a plan all along. It wasn't just a plan to bless Joseph materially. <clears throat> it was a plan to bless the world forever. God had a plan through Joseph to bless the world for all eternity through that family line. So no matter what you're going through right now, just know that God is good. God is in charge. Instead of wondering and, and, and waffling between whether or not the Lord is good or not, set in your mind right now that the Lord is good and go to him and ask him what he's doing. 